The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This episode of Beyond is brought to you by Gamefly. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 And bonjour as well. Welcome to Beyond <laughs> episode 517. It's the Paris Games Week edition. Ooh la la. We no. get it. Paris. <laughs> Wait, that's <laughs> yeah, it. Yes, yeah. How weird it is. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sony had a big uh, press event at Paris Games Week. That's why this week's episode is a little bit late. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time in history, well, you're in for a real hootin' hollerin' fun good old ride, because also it's Halloween, and we have brain damage. My name is Max Scoville. <laughs> this is Alana Pierce, and that's Andrew Goldfarb. I thought we were all going to get a spooky nickname. No, and oh, that one is Marty. Do that? Long John Sleva. <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Truly terrifying. The most Alana type of underwear. <laughs> No. Pierced with a sharp thing. Uh, Ooh. I don't know. Like a vampire? Uh, oh, cool. I don't get one. And Andrew. Yeah. Full farb <laughs> wire. <laughs> Featuring special guest, Andrew. Anyway, yeah, it's been a very busy week. Uh, and it's it's also Halloween, which means we're all, in addition to being busy and stressed, we're also scared. We've had so, so much candy. Yeah. So candy. much candy. Um, let's talk about the conference. Sony had a big old, big old press event thing, conference, announced a bunch of games, showed off some new trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was our take on the conference as a whole? You want to review it? Just top level, I really enjoyed it. And they went in saying that it was going to be that E3 was only the first half of the story, and that this is the second half. And uh, that was sort of literally true because they did retread on a lot of the games we saw at E3. <laughs> but that being said, it sort of resold me on all the games I was already excited for. And plus, they revealed some new stuff that we'll get to later and uh, sort of uh, assuaged some of our fears that they had given up on indies with that pre show. I definitely liked it, and I was consistently interested, uh, aside from some parts of that pre-show. But because it was uh, largely about games that we had already seen at E3 without release dates, uh, it felt a little redundant to me from a business perspective. Like, I definitely enjoyed watching it. I was not bored at any point, but it's like, I would have preferred that they waited to PSX and give us release dates. Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah. what I wanted. I wanted that, or like other major announcements other than um, Sucker Punch's new game. Yeah, that's pretty much my exact take on it. I... I don't know why they did this now. Like, I, I like the idea that they have a presence in Europe. I think it's important. I think this is a better show than Gamescom for them, timing-wise. But if you don't have anything to say, don't say it yet. Like, you have... PSX is six weeks away, and, like, if that would have gotten them enough time where they could have come out with 
more information about these things. Like right now, we have just a bunch them of as trailers, really. You know, yeah, and like so many of these, like they're they're pretty trailers, and they make yeah. me excited for the games. But like, they weren't gameplay trailers anyway. So it's like there was no need to get these out now. Like, yeah. give me give me more information about the the actual game itself, and just wait. I just I think it like this proves that exact fear I have every year when Sony has like eight press conferences because like if you're gonna do tgs and have psx then don't do paris games week like we just didn't need i had a thought about the timing of this that like potentially the internet will tear me apart the xbox one x is coming up like Mm. it could be like obviously playstation 4 is leagues ahead but i don't think that it would be stupid from a business perspective to be like hey this console is coming out we know that they're trying to build hype around it why don't we just drop all these amazing trailers with games that look beautiful regardless right now i think it's 100 percent fair to say that this is some of it is smart Counterprogramming. Then exactly. why do a conference though? Like, why not just drop those trailers? Because that's not like that's it's weird. That's what Sony way. does. Yeah. Sony structures it. I guess I'm just like, I don't want to like. It's hard to say it's not sounding too negative because I actually really did love everything they showed. Like, there was, was nothing really they showed. Well paced. I want to mention that. Totally. Really, really well For, like, the fifth time in a row. Yeah, like, Sony, Sony is getting really good, minus the PS4 Pro event, at, yeah. Uh, yeah. at pacing these things out. And, like, I did. I, I totally agree with you. Like, I was never bored. I was never, like, I don't want to watch this. I liked every trailer on its own. I just, as a collection, like, as a whole, there was almost zero new information in that entire hour oh, long. I totally but agree. If they you, had awaited to PSX and given us release dates, I would have been happier. But again... What, six I, weeks? Do you think they're going to have yeah. release dates in six and weeks? Also, mean, would you rather have release dates that just no, they exactly. don't hit? That's a, it's because, totally. Release dates aren't what I mean. Release dates don't mean, mean anything. Release date like... Those really say they could have put an arbitrary day and it would have been delayed and doesn't matter. That's yeah. not what I mean by more information. I just mean I didn't like that God of War trailer added literally nothing to my knowledge of that game. There was no reason to show that. There's a scene. fire Baba Yaga. Like, I, I feel like I would rather have not even seen anything than see that. And I think that's more of what I mean. Like the Ghost of Tsushima reveal and the stuff we'll get into in a little bit. Like, yes. Awesome. Show me that stuff. That is cool. But I don't think like even that Spider-Man trailer, like we still haven't seen open world gameplay. We still haven't seen anything significant over what we saw last time. We got like cool bits and pieces, but like just wait. Like I just don't need to see that stuff right now. Well, yeah, I think you're you're totally right in that where does this live like here or PSX? Obviously Paris Games Week is a is a huge part of that's that's a huge gaming event and PSX they're still kind of growing, but at the same time, that is a that is a captive audience. That is that is mm-hmm. hardcore PlayStation fans. Yeah. So I would be totally fine if they just put out trailers alongside this, maybe do something akin to a Nintendo Direct. Like yeah. I just don't I don't know. I, how many conferences a year does Sony need to have? Yeah, They're exactly. Cool, but and again, yeah. the, the release dates thing was very stupid. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, I I liked it again. I would have liked to have seen more information or more new games. Otherwise, it feels like redundant. But it was enjoyable to watch. But again, I think this is probably an Xbox One X thing that they are like, let's buy in on that hype right now and drop all of this stuff that looks and, and it all looked gorgeous. Is the thing they're like, this is a console that they're marketing as being the best looking thing ever, and games are all going to look better on it. You're like. Well, let's like take a look at how goddamn good our trailers look. Like, mm. look how yeah. pretty all this yeah. stuff is. Yeah. Your new hardware doesn't mean anything. Like, I, mean, this, I think that that was probably. Yeah, I mean, their Sony's strategy. been games, games, games this whole generation. Whether it's their own games or whether it's games, third party games that they partner with, like that's what they've been they've been pushing experiences forward as opposed to technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you guys want to just get start getting into individual stuff in those games? Sure. You want to start with Shadow of the Classes because it's the one thing we actually got to play. Oh. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's go and right we got a that. date. And we got yeah, we <laughs> did we get a date. Yeah, yeah. Damn it! You beat me to it. Uh, what the date was? February sixth. Nice. Best Pre-Val day of February. Day. No, it's not. You already know what the Groundhog's thinking, but it's not out of the woods Val- yet. <laughs> Any Valentine's Day games next year yet? Because like last yeah. Persona was last year. Yeah, yeah it was. Anyway, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was Shadow of the Colossus. Um, Marty played the most of it, but yeah. did you get to play it? 
Uh, no. We waited two we, hours. We waited, very we waited two hours. Yeah. There was a, a hands-on event. Were very bad at it. There was yeah. a hands-on event with one station, and we yeah. waited two hours, and then we got to play uh, the first Colossi, and then I played the third the, Colossi. Uh, or the 13th. I think I played the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. First and um, the 13th. So first and foremost, uh, the game is stunning. Like The game is beautiful. Uh, the art and the visuals are rebuilt from the ground up. The lighting looks really great. Something about the, hair. the sky. Yeah, the is, sky looks amazing. The like, particle the effects. The way that light comes through the clouds. like You can see that on the screen if you're watching the video version right now. It's just beautiful. And also just the texture work, like um, Wander's like, little cape Tunic. or frock yeah. or whatever it we is. Try, like, a lot of them were trying to think of what to call it in the previews. Yeah. It's just like a weird scarf. I, yeah. I think it's like a tunic. It's yeah. some some it's sort like a of potato drape. sack. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever that item of clothing is has like a really cool, unique texture on it yeah. when you, when it like yeah. shines in the light. And then also like so fur cool. and hair man. is that horse awesome. tail. I'm very yeah. impressed by the fact yeah. that that horse tail doesn't clip. Do you, I pointed it out multiple times. So when they brought Tomb Raider over from like 360 hair, to yeah. Xbox One and they talked about the hair for like 45 minutes, and we're like, oh my god, stop it! Like. <laughs> that's honestly what I kept paying attention to yeah. during this was all the hair. And there's also a shot uh, or a scene like when you're on your way, I think, to the 13th Colossi, you go through a forest and the forest just looks gorgeous. Like it totally yeah. looks like it, it yeah. looks on par this with is, stuff from The Last Guardian, which is this insane is for this a 12 year old I think game. this yeah. looks like miles beyond like Last Guardian. Yes. Uh, I mean, probably yeah. because this is this is totally uh, revamping a, a game that came out 12 years ago, but uh, it's from the ground up. Yeah. So they're using brand new technology. But on that note, uh, it. Definitely revamps it graphically. Control's pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Really? And it has a lot of the same camera problems, which is a lot of the same uh, problems The Last Guardian had. When you're getting up into like a monster's grundle, the camera doesn't know what to do, and, and it starts getting a little bit wonky. And having you get a, caught in like limbs and stuff. Yeah. It's the same problem that like when Trico would be in like a tight hallway in The Last Guardian, and you were like, yeah. I literally can't see past your I, butt. You, like, I mean, yeah, and like the camera would like go inside of its, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. it'd go to Trico's prostate, and you're like, how did I get in here? Yeah, there yeah. were also things that like appeared to be climbable in the environments. There was one where like it was something that I tried to grab onto and, and to even climb you have to I think it's X and then you have to pull the trigger R2, R2 yeah. um, which is in itself weird but multiple times it just didn't work yeah. like, I, I was like I'm pressing this trigger and he's just not grabbing the thing and like yeah. it's very frustrating it also feels weird just in you know compared to the climbing this year in games like Zelda and Horizon and AC Origins which just is I mean it's 12 years later so obviously technology's grown that's really the thing is that this hasn't aged mechanics well yes yeah. so that being said I was talking with Caleb and Caleb seems to remember them saying at one point there is a second completely different new control option oh interesting and that was definitely not available to us yesterday why not demo um, that part of it I don't know why have only one demo station yeah. <laughs> that was the game everyone they wanted to play. Yeah, um, um, but despite the fact that it is kind of janky, uh, I don't think it's so bad that anyone's going to have trouble playing. No. it. I think everyone will finish it. Everyone will enjoy it. It's just going to have some. Fun it's there. worth it. Like it's the game is totally. worth put. Like yeah. I hate, I hate when you have to fight against a game to play it. But like Shadow of the Colossus is one of the games that is one million percent worth any camera issues or any control issues you'll have with it for the actual experience. Well, and like there have been a lot of imitations, uh, even like a lot of indie imitations with two D like boss rush modes, like Titan Souls and stuff like that. But no game has captured what Team Eco did with Shadow. Like, it's singular. Like, it's unmatched mm-hmm. in some of the stuff it does. So, um, and the controls are something you get used to after a while, even if they don't, that doesn't excuse them. But, yeah, yeah I'm stoked for this game in February. Yeah. Nice. I do uh, just want to say really quickly, like, how is Bluepoint so good at this stuff? Like, I don't... Yeah. Like, like Bluepoint is, has consistently been so impressive with all of their just... They do a lot of, like, HD remasters. They actually did Eco and Shadow of the Colossus yeah. on PS3, um, and they did, like... Just everything, basically, that is, is pretty. In, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've done like basically every like HD remaster. Part of me is just like, what if you let them make a game? Yeah, what seriously. kind of a game would you guys make? Yeah. Yeah. Don't have the stuff for it, I would guess. I don't want to. Yeah. yeah. Or they're they're just like it's just like the prettiest game ever. There's like no story. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally do that. Yeah. 
So what should we uh, what should we talk about next? Because we're just jumping all over the place. Here. Yeah. Well, I do like I before we jump into the other really heavy hitters, I did want to briefly touch on. I mean, we have them down here, but there was a, a pre-show before the actual main conference, and I did want to say kind of all of my complaints about the the bigger show. That smaller show solved a lot of the problems we've been talking about on this show, which is like a lot of the kind of old Sony style, like show some indies and show some things that are coming to this platform first, like. They've been missing that for a while, and I think this really brought that back. Yeah. We got like cool indie reveals that are coming to PlayStation Monkey first. Two, Guacamelee two. Monkey two Guacamelee yeah, I mean that's two. interesting because we got yeah. sequels to two of the defining indie games. I would say of the last generation, two um, Andrew games. Yeah, two Andrew games. Yeah, Guacamelee two and uh, Spelunky two. Guacamelee two, like, is I don't know. It's no surprise to me that that was coming just because the first one totally leaves itself really? open for a sequel. It was very surprising to me. Oh, really? Because I think like I if think you look at Drinkbox, so well. well, of course, but Drinkbox is a studio that like they don't seem to like to repeat sure. themselves. Like they are. In severed is so creative. different than anything totally else. yeah so like i i just i'm very happy they're revisiting that world but i it, actually i feel the same way about Splunky too like derek Yu is such a brilliant guy i'm actually surprised to see him coming back and very excited to play more of it but um both of those totally caught me off i should have called Splunky jr because he plays a little little uh-huh. probably a little yeah butter. but then people would have yeah. thought it was like a dumbed down easy version for babby's ba- what's babby Spelunky? my my, my babby Spelunky. spelunkles <laughs> babby's first Spelunky. <laughs> uh, before we get into the the stuff that you two are really excited about we should also mention there was a ton of VR support in that pre-show, mm-hmm. which I was really happy to see. Like, I'm always looking for that to know what we're going to be playing for the next yeah. months. And there was a bunch of that. There were also, like, that segment that they had kind of at E3, but I think it was, like, almost twice as long of, of just games that said PlayStation VR on them, which yep. I think is really great. And they had, like, and a Blood and Truth and which is Sony so London. Like yeah, I'm so yeah. excited yeah. about that. Because yeah. they, they're the guys who did the, uh, the, heist. the heist. Yeah, yeah. Yep. which is, like, one of the, one coolest, of the coolest things. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I said that, like, last episode. It's, like, yeah. an actual version of that game. Yeah, and they showed some um, spooky games. I got a code for a spooky game. I need to, well, you don't, know, you don't like spooky VR games, do you? It was that one that's like all sound based, like a character. Was it stifled? Blind. Yeah, stifled. yeah. It's actually yeah. made by a listener. Very cool guy. Oh, that's um, awesome. I, I feel terrible because I'm also scared of the game. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, but there was no Vita support. We did not. No, no mention of the PlayStation Vita. Yeah, because it's dead. Yeah, it's like it's dead. I will mention dead. it every single time. Uh, it's dead here until they announce that it's dead. I mean, it's it's yeah. doing fine in Japan, and that's why they got the you know Senran and Kagura like looking a look down a girl yeah. shirt and game or whatever the hell. They Persona got. Three, yeah. Dancing Moon Knight, and Persona Five, Dancing Star. Was it yes. coming to Vita? Yeah. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I think what's notable about like the Guacamelee Two and Spelunky Two announcements is everybody was like, "Hell yes." I will play that on Switch when yeah. it inevitably comes over. And yeah. I mean, I know that um, Drinkbox has a, has a pretty good history of putting their stuff on Nintendo. They put Guacamelee on Wii U, which seems like sort of like, oh, you, oh, you, so you want... That's just doing a friend a favor. You want 14 people to play Wii your U, game? They had, weird, they had weird pictures of them or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, for this game. This game is, what, co-op the whole way through? Yeah. Seems like it, yeah. Yes. Like which is awesome. Yeah. I love the first one. That was such yeah. a wonderful... Several chickens. Uh, I really wonder if Sony's going to reconsider uh, a Vita 2 model now that no. the Switch is so no. successful. I really don't think they will. I wouldn't have either if it weren't... I, I think well that Sony will right quintuple down on mobile before they will touch another dedicated handheld. I think Sony and Microsoft both learned of trying to follow Nintendo with motion controls. Like, Connect is officially dead. Yeah. And Move exists in PSVR, but in that's no other about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, uh, Splunky 2, is, is like that. He like Derek, you would be crazy not to put that on on Switch. Like it's oh yeah, I mean literally like seconds after the conference, he was like, it's coming to PS4 and Steam. So it's like it's already they weren't announced as exclusives either. But that's hard because uh, PlayStation don't do that Xbox thing where it's like console exclusive. And you're like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I I have no doubt both these games will go to many places. There was also that other game that looked. Really cool, but really hard to read. Which or, was Hong Kong, no Hong Kong Massacre. Oh yes, which was that the looked top like down Miami. Mm. It was yeah. sleeping dogs. It was like super realistic top down Hotline Miami 
triad wars, but yeah. with John Woo style slow motion. That looked amazing. And it looked stunning, but it just looked like I don't know what's happening. Right. Like there's so hey, much like, going well, on. And there was that game Auri, which I think is hey. Auri. Yeah. Right. We need like Auri. a nice uh, what's the what's the word uh, ultimatum postmortem the one that where you're like Our don't news. do the thing. Like you know what I'm talking about? Intervention? No, it's not intervention. It's that thing where you like don't do the thing for a while. It's that one. You know anyway that moratorium. Word. Moratorium. We need yeah. a moratorium. I need a, a dictionary. Uh, we need a moratorium on like indie games that have these like breathy like hey. you said like there's papyr and then air and Ori. then Ori. Oh yeah, this one almost is the oh. same tells her. Well, regardless, I agree the name's a little much. What's but it called? I, or? Uh, hey. O-U-R-E, I believe. Or. Uh, it looks like I think it's Auri. Is how it looks like Journey kind of combined with the sky. It's out, right? And it, just it came out yeah. yesterday, yeah. It looks very pretty. It's super gorgeous. It's very like that game company asked, but it looks a little bit like Bound, actually. Yeah. Like it just, yeah. I hate to compare it to oh, 30 other games, but yeah, Abzu, like it definitely has that vibe. And Concrete Jungle. Oh, check it out. Yeah, Concrete, concrete Genie. I was like, oh, that was yeah. that. No. Concrete Genie. Were I know, I really yeah. went, what drink Concrete Genie looks like Harold and the Purple Crayon, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Like you draw, you do like vandalism and then your vandalism helps you do things or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's usually. That, I'm that's very life. interested in how that mechanic works and how limited that is. It definitely looks cool, but I, I yeah. can't picture how that plays. <laughs> Hello there. Would you like to save money and play more video games? Well, let me introduce you to our sponsor, Gamefly. Gamefly is the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. At Gamefly.com, you pick your favorite games and have them mailed directly to your door or mailbox. Gamefly is the leading video game rental service with over 9,000 titles to choose from. You can try your favorite games before you buy and keep the games as long as you want with no late fees. So if you're stuck on a boss fight or having a really good time, it's not a big deal. You can cancel at any time, and they also offer movie rentals too. Go to Gamefly.com slash farbeyond and start your free premium 30-day trial today. The premium trial allows you to check out two games and or movies at a time. You can only get this offer, again, by visiting Gamefly.com slash farbeyond. Now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days right now. Did you see that in honor of uh, in honor of Paris Games Week, um, Media Molecule tweeted about Dreams again? <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Hey, we're going to announce something soon." And it's like, well, maybe, "Don't do that now. Like, just do it when you're going to do it." I wonder. PSX? Yeah, I wonder if that's what PSX uh, is. Like, maybe PSX. Maybe it's another conference, or like if it's not, maybe they just like because the games. Alana, did you just fall off your chair? No, I just put my phone. So I didn't have to hold it. All right. Uh, the games that weren't there, like Days Gone and Dreams, are more catering to a super ultra, like specific PlayStation crowd. So like maybe yeah. those are better. What if for all PSX? of PSX is in Dreams? Ooh. That would be rad. I like Dreams a lot. Same. Yeah. That was right. really creepy. All right. Uh, talk about the Last of Us now. We- <laughs> okay, let's talk about the Last of Us. Uh, so yeah, we're, oh, wow. Uh, what do you know about the gameplay of The Last of Us that you learned? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, so they put out a trailer for The Last of Us. I wrote a whole uh, like a opinion thing about it that I'm already dreading going up because people are going to be like, he hates The Last of Us. This this looks incredibly, like, stunningly gorgeous, yeah. but it also is about people just getting killed with claw hammers and, like, strangulation and intestines and, like... We don't. We learn like one character name. There's sort of some contextual clues about what's going on. I get the sense that there's sort of like, you know, different warring factions in this in this p- corner of the apocalypse. But mostly, it's just unbridled violence for five straight minutes. So I was really glad to see the Last of Us Part Two at all. I wanted to see it, but I wanted to see gameplay. We didn't. Um, so this doesn't really change much about my hype for the game, except that it's another tone piece, which just tells us that it's darker. But on initially watching this trailer, I also assumed that it was like present day 
but then some information kind of got out that maybe this is like Ellie's mom, meaning that it's yeah. Aldo, meaning well, that I'm confused I mean, as to how they're clearly at this point. This this woman's pregnant, and they're they're threatening to cut the baby out of her. Uh, but well, Naughty Dog, they're not even necessarily saying she's pregnant. There are men in the background whose stomachs are cut open too. Like I don't, I think her being pregnant is a plausible theory, but we don't know that sure. necessarily. Uh, well, but then they they, the they announced casting, and this character is played by Lara Bailey, and they wouldn't say her name, and they just have four blank spaces, and we know Ellie's mom is named Anna. And so um, a lot of the theories, like Jonathan Dormush put up a piece that The Last of Us 2 might be like The Godfather Part 2, where we have two separate timelines. But wasn't Ellie born like only like a few years into So we talked about this. Like The Last of Us, the scene on Outbreak Day that opens The Last of Us 1 is 20 years before the The events of The Last of Us. So there's 20 years. What, five years? Mm -hmm. no, well, oh. I mean, reg- she was born like the, po- five the years point ago. only being that, like, five this years. is obviously after Outbreak Day because he's yeah. Cordyceps. So, conceivably, if Ellie's walk. whatever 14 in the events of the first game, this is possible to so be after. Okay. Yeah. We see clickers, but they call them demons, which I think also supports that. And that they're yeah, like, the maybe these they are people who live yet. in the sticks. Like, maybe this is some weird, like, like this woman's, she's got like this. Uh, what's up with this shirt? Is like I get this kind of like culty vibe, you know? Yeah. Where oh, like, definitely. Oh, totally. sinners yeah. and yeah, uh, just crazy that we're analyzing it based on information that came out afterwards rather than the trailer itself, right? No, sure. And right. I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the talk about how people were I don't want to use offended, but just like why did they show this? Is because this scene can be contextualized in the game. This scene can make sense in the game. This scene can make you feel something given the events of the game. But removed from us knowing anything, it seems like it's violence for titillation's sake. It's it's weird because uh, the biggest thing that I feel about that is like, you know, I'm not vehemently against this trailer. My my thought of it was like... you, did you miss the point of why people like The Last of Us? Because like I'm totally cool with that game being violent because it it almost adds more weight and more urgency to sure. the things that Joel and Ellie do. It earns but, the violence exactly. Yeah. But well, in this also, when we don't know the characters, it's like okay, but we don't care. We want to see Joel and Ellie. Beyond that, we're also we're seeing characters get killed off. We're seeing like it's just the it, we're seeing an escape which completely removes any tension from when this scene actually plays out in the game and you know who these people it does, are. Yeah. See, my uh, thing is like I I don't like. I would love a game that didn't have Joel and Ellie, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I'm like, completely like, with you on that. Like, like, I don't mind meeting new characters. And, like, I, if the theory about her... them in well enough for me to, to care about this, them in this trailer. Well, and it's like, that's why, like, I think, like, say that theory is right. Say this is Ellie's mom. Like, then that ties them in. Like, I personally don't want that. Like, in the same way that, like, I don't want Ray to be a Skywalker in Force Awakens. You know, like, I don't... Like, the world it's a big should be world. bigger. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, but if they do bring them in that way, like... I feel like you'll get that. Like, in other words, they can't play their whole hand here. So I think, like, if they show a really profound Joel and Ellie scene here, like, I, like kind of to the point of what I was saying earlier, it just feels too early. I'm not a marketing professional, but I feel like it would have just been very easy to show us a little bit of gameplay with Ellie. Yeah. A- if any, it exists, any, it, this game us, might be in 2021. Totally right. I think they give us, we're going to lap it up. But That's the true. fact that they gave us just five minutes of just incredibly don't know brutal violence. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... I don't know. That stuff is really powerful in the game when you're witnessing it firsthand. But to like, we're going to have, I've, I've already seen this clip, I don't know how many times, and we're going to see it a bunch more times, and it's going to get used in like, you know, games where here's the next big game. We're really stoked about The Last of Us Part Two, And yeah. like, that's fine. Are you yourself? Uh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. And, and, you're going to have great at the same time, time. Like, did they put out this thing that's intentionally like shock value to in hopes of just getting people's attention? Like, it seems crazy because The yeah. Last of Us is so much cooler than that. Like, I, it's yeah. not that I think it's yeah. terrible. It's just like, I feel like it, they could have uh, given us a trailer that I would have thought was more representative. 
representative of why I love the franchise. Which I yeah. think that could also be personal. I think the first trailer nailed that actually. I did too. It, 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 I was like, happy with the first Ellie on the bed with that guitar, and then her saying like I'm going to kill him. When we I kill was so yeah. excited by that yeah. trailer. And this one makes me like, yeah, I still want this game, but I'm like less like. What I left sort mean? of feeling just like numb and like all right. But that's the weird thing about that original trailer is that's the second half of a longer trailer. Like it, like it begins with the the stuff before that with the stop sign, the firefly stuff. So I guess I just mean like like it it took a second to get there sure. in that one with this one like showing a scene out of context i think is a really cool way to market a game it's basically what all of death stranding's marketing has been too uh, <laughs> i don't think any of this can be in the game but i think my problem with it is more like if they're only doing that because none of the game exists yet it's then totally they shouldn't possible. be showing those scenes yeah. i don't know okay. i also want to back up and say i said there were men in the background with cut stomachs i don't know if that's actually true i just I don't remember think i read jonathan's thing and there was a plausible reason that it might. It, they may be referring to men as well. In the same way. Mr. Mom's Mom's Mr. Mom's Super interested in this, like Mr. Mom's this some yes, kind of a fungal right. infection that they think they can cure with you know weird yeah, backwards it, exactly. maybe, like maybe. by bleeding it out. Well, I just yeah. wanted to say like we don't know for a fact that she's yeah. pregnant. But uh, we did very some, very excited. About um, yeah. Max Johnson did some good sleuthing, and and the the whole theory the that this takes place in Seattle is just pretty much true. Yeah, like you guys found the traffic sign that's one to one with the sign in Seattle. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Columbus Way or whatever. Good job, Detective Scoville. Thanks. Glad that you had you on the case. I just, I literally just upped the contrast in Photoshop and, <laughs> and Googled Columbus Way on Google Maps. Go, Phil! One of like two people in this office who knows how to use Photoshop. So, yeah. That. yeah. Probably hire someone else. <laughs> um, all right. So, on a more cheerful note, we got a really fun trailer for Spider Man. This is, I want to point out, this is actually a trailer. It's not just a, it's not just like a five minute chunk of, oh, yeah. of hammer death. This was yeah. like, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Spider Man's new trailer is really great. And we were told that this is a game just as much about Peter Parker. And that's what we got. We got mm-hmm. this wonderful, like, this felt like a movie trailer and it felt like it really focused on Peter rather than Spider Man. Like, we know this is a game where you're going to flip around and kick bad guys in the face and stop mm-hmm. robberies and stuff. But this showed us, like, oh, you're also going to help out in a soup kitchen. You're going to hang out with, uh, also, Aunt May has red hair, which is weird, weird to me. Just keep changing her up. Uh, yeah, and there's, there's a lot to take in here. Something I really want to point out is that. All of the villains they're setting you up with also have alter egos, yeah. uh, with the exception of the Shocker, who is a doofus. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, Norman Osborn is the mayor. He's also yeah. Green Goblin. Kingpin is being put behind bars. Uh, and then the main bad guy is this guy, Mr. Negative, who is uh, also uh, Martin Lee. who's Just a real downer. Uh, he's the, yeah, he's, he's an internet commenter. He's a party pooper. Um, but no, he's uh, he's this guy right here, yeah. if you're watching on the video. Uh, he's uh, he's this uh, local kind of philanthropist who's the one who's in charge of the soup kitchen. He where plays Aunt Aunt boss. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, I like the idea that <laughs> and this seems like a much more, uh, I guess, I don't know if fleshed out is the right word yeah. to say yet. But the same thing that they tr- were trying to do with Telltale's Batman, where it's like yes, totally. you're, you're also being you're being Batman and Bruce Wayne, which yeah. Yeah. Is neat. We haven't seen that. I before. love this trailer. Yeah. Um, and this, you play as Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. So we got in an uh, interview that Joe Scrubbles on our UK team did with uh, Brian Intahar. We uh, confirmed that you play as Mary Jane. Yeah, we sort of guessed at that based on that shot where it's like just over her shoulder. But yeah. I love this trailer. This is exactly what I wanted to see for more of this game. Like I really want to see more of Peter Parker, and I want to see more of the high school stuff and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff that we know him for. Um, I pretty much can't follow this trailer. Well, and that's that's why I like. So I like the idea that this is a Peter Parker after kind of what we're seeing in homecoming like i oh, like that totally. those two things can because like that is like newbie high school yeah. peter whereas this is like peter is like a pro in his, yeah, he's like, like in his yeah. mid-20s he's been doing this yeah. for almost yeah. 10 years yeah exactly yeah which i think is really really cool. seven years or something i think yeah, the whole, yeah. Tone, whole tone of the trailer is also that he's like hey uh man the kingpin's behind bars i think i'm gonna take we can take a breather you know yeah. take a break yeah. from things and it's like um, oh, which is cool because then we saw miles morales in the last one and so like the idea of a dynamic where Peter has been doing this long enough to know, and we know that you start the game off with a ton of powers. That's another thing that uh, 
Joe got yeah. out of it. And so the idea that maybe you play as him, yes, you're going to play as Mary Jane, but maybe you will also at times play as a Miles Morales that feels like a Metroidvania character who's been stripped of all of his powers. Maybe you'll so, play as Aunt May and you can do laundry like in Spider-Man 2. Uh-huh. She's at a soup kitchen. Maybe you could ladle soup. Yeah. Well, Press X to ladle. There's- I was saying on the conference yesterday that like I hope it has some bully elements. Like yeah. we can just go do English class for a bit. Like cool. maybe there's a cooking class that I can just, <laughs> just do go, those I'm gonna go, mini games. Yeah, just to go serve soup to the homeless Perfume. and you know, say nice things. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, you know how like I, I always feel like this is a dumb thing to say, but looking at this game, I'm like I think this might be my game of the year next year. Like, it just looking at it, like, I do that every year and I'm always wrong, but I'm like, I think it's going to be that one. And this time I'm like, I think it's going to be this one. Like, I love Prototype. I love Infamous. Like, I love Sunset Overdrive. I love these kind of games. Yeah. And I love Spider-Man. So all of those things combined to me is just so exciting that I'm like, if you let me down, I'm going to be very yeah. disappointed. So this, just to uh, recap, this is a 2018 game. It didn't give it. It has no game. modifier. It's just 2018. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call. I think it's probably going to I think it's going to be cops. God of War. They're going to say May. May. And I think Spider-Man is going to be Q1 2019. Okay. That's my prediction. I wouldn't be surprised. We what really else? just don't have a lot of dates. What about Detroit? That's okay. I think Detroit will be... You could do a June, July for Detroit. That'd probably work. Yeah. What did they show for yeah. Detroit? Uh, they, they showed, showed a... Car- uh, so basically, up until now, we know there are three play- playable characters in that game. Uh, way back before Detroit was even a thing, they showed a tech demo called Kara. And then that oh, was yeah. the character in the reveal trailer who it centered on, but we haven't really seen gameplay with her. How was it like GDC so, 2013? I think yeah. the the tech demo was I think before I think it was like 2012. Yeah, yeah, that was a and while then ago. Beyond got announced I think at E3 a couple oh. years ago, or I mean sorry Detroit got announced at uh, Detroit E3 a couple of years ago, but we'd only seen Connor, which was the hostage demo, and then this E3 we saw Marcus, who was that like kind of he's like the, leading the revolt, yeah. and then this is Car. This is the first time we've seen like actual gameplay with her, and so what this is it's like. This demo is weird. Like this whole scene is weird. Well, it's, this um, isn't really gameplay. Totally, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, this is. I mean, I know what the gameplay is. You're gonna hit a button and watch this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think true. it's more about the choices you make in between these little scenes. I really hope that pays off. Uh, you know, we've been promised that so many times in video games that your choices matter, and I feel like the only one that I didn't feel like totally betrayed me was probably The Witcher Three. Yeah. It's like one of a very few games or, that I'm like, I feel like my choices matter. Or Until Dawn, because the very least, all these, until all these kids sure. could die. Yeah, no, yeah. that's totally fair. But I feel like you know, Telltale has never left me with that feeling that my choices matter. So I hope that they actually do this here. Um, this is a really unsettling trailer, yeah. but I do like that it's building up these three totally different stories, mm-hmm. and yep. um, I'm very interested in this. Yeah, world. and I still like. You know, Andrew, you and I saw the BCD of Marcus's demo at mm-hmm. E3, and we both walked out being like, holy crap, this looks really cool. It's also just very I really yeah. like this oh, yeah. kind of weird spectrum they have, too, where, like, I think uh, Connor, who's, like, a police consultant, is okay. kind of the good android, and Marcus, who's leading this revolt, is kind of the bad android, and I love the idea of having Car right in the middle yeah. who could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is such a fascinating dynamic, and I think that might work really, really well. And the Connor in that initial uh, hostage demo reminded me of how Kay is treated in Blade Runner 2049. He's an like, obedient puppy dog. Yeah, and like yeah. he's walking through the, the police station, and like people are looking down on him and like bumping into him, and like that's yeah. sort of like how Connor is treated by the actual cops. It would cops. be really interesting to play this game after Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. are gonna be like, oh, they ripped this off. Off and it's like well, no, every, well. Uh, I I always want to love David Cage's games and I they're always impressive on some level. I thought Heavy Rain was like just stunning when I first played it. Um, and but you know they have their imperfections. But I think that the part that bugs me is that he focuses so much on the sort of character based storytelling. And I really love when there's also a balance of uh, like he has those those things you can interact with in the environment, but they never quite tell as much of the story as I was hoping for yeah. and I think the game that's managed to really knock it out of the park in terms of like 
finding things it's like still tracking the human human characters interacting but also having like supplementary information from like what's around them is Tacoma yeah. which mm-hmm. is like and I wish that I think The Lost of Us did a really good job of that too yeah I mean really good job of like giving me things that I pick up that just like devastate me or inspire oh, yeah. me yeah what's the name there's of, the one um, character that was gay that they never talk about like Bob yeah just like find but like a magazine what's the name stuff. there's also like a character you never even meet but it's like environmental storytelling of a uh, uh, rat guy man. who's like God, rat his name. all of everyone in the, forget his name. the rat room man not Ratman. No, he, he has an actual name. Uh, but no, Max. I, like, I agree with that. I like. Um, I think it's interesting looking at these games because they look really pretty, and so people are comparing them to you know Spider Man, God of War, and all these other games in the conference. But like, really, they're just like way higher budget Telltale games. Like they're so, not exactly, exactly. Like yeah. they're not open world games or anything. Like you're not going to get to like fully explore. And in some ways, I think like I think that can be cool because it lets him tell like a more directed story. But I also feel like. It never, like, I totally agree with you. You never feel like you're getting the most out of those worlds. And, like, this world seems so rich that I feel like it would be disappointing if, like, we're only getting these little drips of the story. Beyond did a pretty good job of it when you could, like, just fly that. Don't do that. Please just, just don't. We don't have to do that. It's the na- it's the name of the, it was the name of the podcast, but also the name of the game that the man, the ghost was in it. You can Two have souls. the ghost go you around. The foe. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say that I have played this. I think you guys played it as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think it controls pretty badly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I liked, you played the Connor demo, right? Where yeah. you're like rewinding on the touchpad and everything. Yeah, That was fine. It was yeah. actually the actually physically walking around environments was just weird. And I'd like walk into a wall and just like. Yeah. Characters have always felt, felt weird in those games. Just, yeah. Characters have always felt weird in that game. I mean, the worst yeah. culprit was Aiden, the ghost that you had to control Ugh. with motion controls. Yeah. That was, I don't know if you've ever been a ghost before, but I assure you it's uh, disorienting and terrible. You should play Murdered Soul Suspect. <laughs> Uh-huh. You can just walk through walls. It's great. You'd become a cat, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that could be You can become a cat in that game? I don't remember that. No, are you thinking of Geist? No. Okay, never mind. He's, he's not thinking of Geist. You're thinking of Neko Asume? Probably. <laughs> uh, another game that got shown off or revealed or sort of, not really a game or of a CGI trailer, but it's Sucker Punch's new IP, Ghosts yeah. of Tsushima. Uh, this looks cool, yeah. but it's yes. also a CG trailer. Yes. It's also, <laughs> no matter what, I love that this is totally not infamous yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like you literally could not be further from infamous and that is very exciting i feel like like a couple weeks ago i was like i want sucker punch to make a marvel game and that would have just been infamous and then now I, you're like oh no this, this is yeah. and then, oh, well okay. we saw this we're like we're opening up with this we're all like is this onimusha like yeah. what is this mm-hmm. and like we're like oh, are there, yeah, i was like dynasty warriors yeah and they're like, like what? are these gonna be demons and like no this is like a seemingly open we know it's open world they they said that afterwards this is an open world historical action adventure game that and know, it's, takes place on the Tsushima Island, which is an island in between uh, Japan and Korea. Where yeah, and Mongols. let's back up and say that like our editor-in-chief, Steve Butts, apparently knows a whole <laughs> ton about history that we didn't know about. And uh, he put up a really cool article kind of breaking down like when this is and, and kind of what's happening and, and, and where this fits in history. Uh, that actually, at least for me, who's just totally ignorant and knew nothing about any of this, really helped contextualize what's happening. Yeah, here. I mean, it sounds like it's like legitimately like the Mongols are invading this island. Japan retreats and you are the lone dude who is staying on the island. Damn. Sounds really yeah. cool. It's yeah. also, um, we spoke about this a little on the, the post show that we did, but people have been asking for Assassin's Creed to be set in this era forever. And yeah. it's like they're doing it now. It's yep. like, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm very excited about this. But again, I, I hate these kinds of trailers because it's like, wow, this looks cool. Okay, what is it, though? Yeah. Can you show right. me a little you about like what it is? You like the Death Stranding trailers. Death Stranding is different because I would watch those as short films forever. Right. Yeah. You could just keep releasing those, those and I'd be like, this is fine. I don't even need to press a button. <laughs> those are weird because they put out two of them and then they were like, we have decided on our engine. And you're like, wait a minute. So, so what yeah. was that? It's just Kojima making films. Um, yeah. But yeah, in this case, uh, I'm usually I'm, I'm like sort of a tough sell on samurai stuff. I think it was uh, watching Roroni Kenshin and Inuyasha back back to back after school for like half of senior year that just sort of burned it out of me. Uh, but I love like, I love Kurosawa movies, mm-hmm. uh, but I am sort of a tougher sell with this, with this historical period. I've talked about this in the show, like how like sometimes I'm just like, eh, that's not really my jam, you know? It's totally fine. Um, I'm, I really hope there's literally no supernatural stuff. Okay. Exactly what I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> I hope for that. I'm also a little worried because the logo looks kind of futuristic. Yeah. And the so animus. That's what I'm I'm yeah. worried about. You made the Assassin's Creed joke. I'm worried there's going to be something like that. That would that would like I would love it if this is just hey, it's a a Tushuri Mufuni simulator where you uh. just around just like messing dudes up and Yeah. Uh yeah. So As long as they do it well, I'm cool. I'm also yeah. I'm very curious. They're they're a western studio, right? They're much as, yeah, they're in North. Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not that's not Japan, so this is going to yeah. be interesting. But I mean, like, you look at um, didn't they like do a bad with Infamous? That was something to do with like they had a bunch of like Native American culture use, but they didn't actually consult anyone. They, so it was I, all think wrong they, or something. I think they just made up a tribe. I don't, yeah. I don't know. And then uh, but, but uh, people in Seattle were like, you know, you could have spoken to us about this. We we were here. We you could consult us yeah. as a museum or something. And yeah. they were I, like, I didn't even know that. The fact that's that being said, they recreated Seattle really well. Yeah, that well, I'm glad that they. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, that's 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 interesting. I'm I'm excited to see this game. Like, I want to see it in action. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are games like there are lots of samurai games. There are you know, there's Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but there's not a lot of good ones. Exactly. <laughs> I've, played, I've played too many Dynasty Warriors mm-hmm. games. They're not most good. Of those are not great. No. Um, I mean, you get. Uh, I think there's a certain. I don't. I don't know. I always Pretty people fun. always get mad at me for saying this wrong. There's like a different focus of quality in between Eastern and Western games. I feel like. And Ooh, we ran a piece on this, uh, talking to Shuhei and to Alan Becker that you can read on IGN.com. Okay. About Japan studio and about that kind of philosophy difference. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. I mean, Japan studio, I would say was, and, and I mean, Kojima is kind of the exception there. Sure. Um, yep. I mean, there's, there's other exceptions too, but like, there's a certain, like, I don't know. Sometimes it just, you look at like a texture and you're like, well, you didn't really spend a whole lot of time on that one. You know? I would guess that they just focus on different things. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. They focus. Yeah. It's a different focus of 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 like. Yeah, I feel like quality is not the right word. It would be like one of them focuses on like you want hyper realistic, and the other one's like you right. want to fight a lot of Guys, stuff. Guys, Andrew's about to say something, and I just read that article. Okay, you go read the article. No one read it. No one read it, and I really was proud of it. Well, okay, you should have brought it as show and tell and read it yeah. on the yeah. show. Why don't you just email right. us about it? Whip it out, Andrew. I don't have Pull it out, Andrew. Get out of my phone. Put it on the table, Andrew. If I give you your phone, you're just gonna look up how to say. I was gonna look up how to say beyond in French. French, and it was going to be a really good goof, and then everyone would be like, "Oh, lol, Andrew, you're the best." Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I loved uh, I love I love Sleeping Dogs, which was totally like a paying homage to like uh, Hong Kong cinema, but it was made yep. by a bunch of dudes in Vancouver. Sleeping Dogs is great. Yeah, and it's like I mean, I also I also love like you know Yakuza, which is like the same thing from Japan. They're just very different in terms of you know how you also Sucker Punch is Sucker Punch is really good at making yeah, games. Sucker Punch yeah. is like games. really just. You know, and yeah. so I'm like, what is that? What does the samurai version of that look like? I just, yep. it's really, they made the games about the French raccoons and then they made the games about the superheroes and now they're making this. Uh, do you think, think that's really cool? And then they made really, Rocket and the, the Rocket Wheel game for N64. I really want to see, you know, this is nerdy, but I want to know if, if it's running in Desma. Like, I would love to see if that mm. becomes kind of the new thing for Sony games um, or if this is kind of like I'm, I'm fascinated by the behind the scenes work of what happens when a studio goes quiet for like, 
Infamous was a launch title. Yeah. I mean, it was a little after launch, launch but I mean, it was like launch window. And so like they've had that long to learn this hardware. Yeah. And like, I really want to see what they can do. And I want to know how they're making this. So game. just to clarify, Decima is the engine that Horizon Zero Dawn and Death Stranding is being run in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, Gorilla that they were the first to use? That was it, right? their engine. Yep, it's their engine. They gave it to uh, Kojima. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you Kojima can... went to their offices and Herman Holst gave him a wooden box with yeah. on the, all the source code. The engine. Drive. The <laughs> engine on yeah. the US. They went and hung out. And if you're interested in it, you should look up uh, the Ice Team, who's housed at Naughty Dog. It's the initiative for a really got to get a new name for that because the Ice uh, Team, I currently ice. hate ice. <laughs> yeah. But no, the uh, basically, like the they, they've been looking for a way to kind of consolidate the knowledge of all their studios into a single engine for a long time. I don't think that's Decima, but I feel like Decima is a major step in the right direction for that. So I think there's there's a lot of misconception about what it means when a company has one engine like in-house and uh, I mean part of that is you don't have to pay licensing fees. So mm-hmm. you know if you if you make Madden on Unreal Unreal Engine, then you have to give Epic a bunch of money and that kind of doesn't look as good. Uh, I thought it was cuz you could oh you can just share assets and you're like oh let's have the Madden guys in Stormtrooper armor and let's have Battlefield with the Need for Speed cars and in reality it's more uh, for staffing purposes I believe where they swap they can swap people between studios if they, they need to, to use the engine. Yeah, so it's it's less less training involved. Technically you can involved. swap assets anyway in different engines, but Well, they never trained me on well, how to use maybe. the engines, so yeah. I don't know. But, Technically could. Um Yeah, when you I see stuff like I don't know, like Intech and Frostbite and stuff being I, used in house. And I think it's less about transferring assets as in like a texture for a wall and more about like the physics collisions of certain you like do that. like the way a door opens or something like yeah. does it open inward or outward like that's not something you import does the door just like yeah. explode for no yeah. reason <laughs> I think that's my favorite was that, a, was, that, was that Anthony's game no he never made that game never which brings us to door? a great question um, Andrew Beck says question for next rapid fire if you could pick one game to be uncancelled what would it be uh, well Anthony Gallegos' Door Exploder. This little inside goof for fans of other podcasts. But um, also, obviously, Amy Hennig's Visceral Game, the Star Wars thing, whatever the yeah. hell that was. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, people. I think a lot of people wanted Star Wars 1313, but I don't, I don't know. I, that never really grabbed me. And then they were like, it's about Boba Fett. And I was like, oh, is that who that guy in the thing was that did not have the fun armor? And apparently, was it going to be like a Metroidvania thing where you went and got pieces of the armor? And I was like, I don't know if I want that. I don't know. It's just, great to me. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather do whatever the... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the idea of like Uncharted with with Star Wars yeah, sounds totally. rad. And also yeah. read for more the homework. Go read uh, Jason Schreier's piece on Kotaku. Sort yep. of mm-hmm. about the inside story of what happened there. It's fascinating and just depressing as all hell. Yeah, and for again, sure. Again, I marvel that literally any video game ever gets made, and even more of a marvel that any of them are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I would have really liked to see what Rainbow Six Patriots became. Uh, I, like mm-hmm. Ubisoft is glad they didn't because Rainbow Six Siege is doing very, very well. Uh, but I think a yeah. more story-driven, team-based Love Rainbow Six game would be really cool. Rainbow Six Vegas one and two yeah. so yeah. much that it, like anytime I think about Patriots, I get sad. Yeah, yeah. and Siege is yeah. awesome. It's Siege a very awesome. different type of game. Also, yeah. there was an indie darling called Playable Teaser. I would have liked that. Game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Really, yeah just, that's a good one. Silent Hills. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I just I wish that. I don't know. We're, I feel like Kojima's probably sick of Metal Gear after 25 years of it, but at yeah. the same time, like, I don't know, maybe the third act of Metal Gear Solid Five, like, <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah. else. Finish that game. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, uh, an interview way back, where, uh, like, years and years ago, where they made it sound like they were going to make a rock band, Blink-182. Sad that didn't happen. That's, what you, that's where you went with this? Also, Banjo 3, that was a tech demo. And oh, yeah, also that. <laughs> Earthbound 64. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is just getting sad. I'm um, 64. My parents' marriage. 
The parents are still together. <laughs> You're not still together, Marty. Uh, marriage is not a game. <laughs> um, real quick, I want to I want to do a little what VR playing in between two questions. What are we playing? I got a chance to jump into Doom VFR and Skyrim VR this morning, and I had a really fun time with both of them. Um, Ooh, I hated Skyrim. Yeah, did they VR. fix the movement in Skyrim VR? So they did a thing. You, what was your issue? Was you were teleporting around, and it was like really weird and hard to get the hang. Yeah, of. and it was like because of so many fast moving enemies. Uh, like there would be a rat behind me, and before I could turn to see it, it would be gone. It would be in front of me again, and I was also in a part that was like dungeons, and you don't realize how basically just like cramped straight dungeons mm. are until you can't move them quickly because you're teleporting in VR. So it was like, that was the setup that I had and it was just like an awful way to play that game. It wasn't that it was made badly. It was just the worst way to play Skyrim. Right. I, I think that the fact that it's not it's not a different game that's made for VR, it's just Skyrim with VR components mm-hmm. and motion controls is like, it's pretty ballsy. I, are you able to play with just with a controller or does it have you can, to? Okay. Yeah. So I think if you're playing with just a controller just and having wasn't allowed to. doing the, you know, the, the the fireballs and stuff. I was playing with motion controls and it's they did one thing that is supposed to make the movement easier which there's like a, a one where you uh you hold down one of the move buttons and you just go forward and then you are using the buttons on the other move controller to sort of steer with little like clicky movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's <laughs> It sounds like the most nauseated thing in the world, but they do this uh, sort of tunnel vision effect where there's sort of it basically blacks out your peripheral vision, so you're just looking in the direction you're moving, which works. I'm I also saw someone doing that yesterday. Yeah. actually. I also have like a, a pretty good stomach for this kind of stuff, apparently. Maybe so uh, I really liked it. I'm also if I play this game, uh, I'm absolutely going to be I'm going to be turning the difficulty way down and just exploring and just kind of yeah. poking yeah. around. And but I mean the fact that I spent most of my time in Skyrim, like picking up apples and looking at them, and then reading like weird Argonian erotica in dungeons. Like I'm totally going to be like I want to go be like the Ar- gonna- is Argonian erotica like fan fiction about Argo starring Ben Affleck? Yes, yeah. that's exactly uh-huh. what it is. So your character would just like like run into dungeons and masturbate in the corner. <laughs> <It's not> what- <laughs> Sort of. Were you like a weird Khajiit who well, couldn't stop like, touching themselves? Marty, can you not kink shame? I was, uh, I was an Argonian, so the lusty Argonian maid was a good saucy read for me. Also, uh, real talk, if, in the old if you're running down in dungeons and masturbating in corners, I will kink shame. So, Mario, what was Doom VR like? Yeah, that's the one so, I'm actually really excited yeah, for. Yeah, Doom VR is Isn't cool. because they, they call it like VFR as well? Yeah, and I was like, so what does the F stand for? And he's like, mm, fun. Friendly. I love that. I just think that's so great. It's like it might come out on a Friday. And I was like, oh, very Friday release. That's what the VFR. But no, yeah, is that um, VFG? They were. Um, they were. I was playing on the, the the VR aim controller, which I've only other, only also used for um, Farpoint. Uh, Farpoint, which is like it's solid. It's good. I just hate spiders and I don't. Oh was, yeah, was, like, I can't play that game at all. Dusty, thank you, thank you. Please, like I just really I, I appreciate that. There's also spiders in spiders Skyrim. Spiders are terrifying. I'm like I don't know. Oh yeah, I did a spider boss fight actually uh, in Skyrim VR, and it was awful. Which yeah. is like because the spider is so big and everything in VR is so much more invasive because it's in your space. Like I hated. That. Yeah, I kind of I feel like I'm I haven't gotten to the spiders in 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 Skyrim VR, but they're they're kind of stupid. Like those spiders are just like they're just like these wonky like big dumb idiots. It's just like two I mean, times as taller than me. So yeah. it was terrible. Don't worry, because in 2017 the trend is to turn spiders into sexy women. So you know now that ah she love yeah. Um, but when yeah, I guess Wild kind of did that too, in, right? In, in Doom, yeah. a snake, yeah. right? Yeah. In uh, in Doom, there's they just kind of turn you loose in a hallway, and it's it's very it's very arcadey. It felt almost more like something like um, House of the Dead, Area Fifty. Yeah, House of the Dead, Area oh, Fifty One. I'm totally uh, fine with that. And it's just I don't know. I I was I had like all the weapons, and I was all super powered. And I think I think we're probably playing me on like a kind of dummy difficulty, but it's still like <laughs> super fun. Um, basically, if you hit an enemy enough, he'll start like flashing blue, and you can teleport into him, and he'll explode, and you get all his things. And basically, that's a replacement for the glory kill that yeah. happened in the in the, the regular you know 2016 version uh but it was just like i don't know it's just the, the shooting was was fun and uh you it's weird because you're using on the aim controller 
you're using the D-pad on like the front of the gun to move to move yeah, forward and, it's like on and the inside, right? It's then really also a thumb yeah. Thumbstick as well. Somewhere isn't there? there's a lot going on. There. I you, like that controller. Yeah. I think it takes a little bit to get used to, but I think that that is a smart peripheral. Like I exactly. think it really does feel like a gun. A lot of games uh, reloading is press a certain button to pick up a weapon. Is like you put the gun sort of into a holographic representation of a weapon. Like a little bit of a learning curve, but I can't imagine a way that that could be have done better, better. for the first iteration of it. Yeah. The weird thing here is that you still you're you're dual wielding. You have your your head is controlling your left hand. And the rest of the gun, the other gun is your is your two hand. This is hard to describe. This is again, this is the problem with describing VR stuff. Uh, but basically, one of the triggers on the on the controller, you hit that, and your left hand on screen throws a grenade. Okay. Uh, and then you use, I think, one of the triggers to shoot the gun in your left hand. It's it's like a little bit hard to process, but mm. I had a really good time doing it. Uh, those monsters look just goddamn terrifying yeah that but like great but like in like you go through this hallway and there's just this huge cacodemon and i think of cacodemons as like oh it's like a cool like i mean i had those as like a, as like a buddy icon in high school or like as like a <laughs> it's like a weird koosh ball that's yeah there's like these mad yeah. balls that have like testicles and yeah. cloacas on them they're just like yeah. these nasty you say things. cloaca so much yeah i'm sponsored by cloacas it just always Full makes disclosure. me think of quaka which is that really cute animal yeah clo- uh, quakas don't have cloacas but they are marsupials they got some other stuff do going have, on there. They are anyway those ones with the t- spinny dicks we talk about the cacodemons yeah we could talk about those cacodemons yeah this one was too big to fit through the door so i was just like hiding outside this doorway and it's just like it's just like outside and i was just like shooting rockets and stuff at it and it's just so gross it's the size of a small car and it's just hovering around and i like shot it with a shotgun and one of its arms fell off i think and i was like i didn't know you had arms what's going on over there and i'm just i don't know i, I love how like it's it's there's a, a dichotomy there where I, I'm like, oh, like man, the the Last of Us Two trailer was really just violent for no reason. But I'm also like, yeah, I was in fifth grade and I love Doom and I like to use Chico's rocket launchers because Will Evans made fun of me in study hall. Ah, and it's like, <laughs> Doom, like Doom VR is That's totally what Doom like, is, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doom is like it's so it's the most accurate recreation of something a, a kid with a skull on his t-shirt drew in the back of his class and his binder. Like it's such a oh, wonderful. So whereas Skyrim VR is the video game Skyrim in VR. Uh, this Doom thing is like different scenarios, right? This isn't just it's, presenting the entirety yeah. of Doom 2016 in VR. It actually fits into the lore of Doom 2016 VR. Like you're like the reanimated version of a d- dude who died in an elevator. And, I did not know that yeah. game had lore, but all yeah. right. Oh, no, dude, you, that game's got hell right. That game's so good. We'll yeah. play it when it comes to Switch. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I played a bit of the, the, the 2016 version. I thought so it was really, good. really fun. Um, I think I just I got frustrated by platforming. In this case, you don't need to platform because you just teleport. Because that would make you thing. vomit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Skyrim, I think, is going to take uh, take more getting used to because it just is, is more mechanically robust. I think it's it's uh, cool that they have the option to do it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to really, really quick, we can talk about these more next week because this is such a big show, just talk a little bit about Wolfenstein, which is currently my runner-up for Game of the Year. I absolutely adore it. Marty, you've mm. played a bunch of it as well. Yeah, it's real good. Holy hell, its opening really is so good. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we did. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Marty and I did a live stream for this, yeah. and uh, it, it was the, the fastest that there has been, I think, what, like... Two N-words. Four, like it was like four racial slurs total, and then like a dead dog and, I and just, uh, anti-Semitism uh, and yeah, just body it's, shaming. It's pretty on, but it yeah. does it does pay off. It's not just there for no reason. Um, and I think just like this game controls so well, and I love the characters, I love the world. And we've also played a bunch of Assassin's Creed Origins. Spoke about it a little bit last week, but now the embargo's up. You reviewed I it. it. I gave it a nine out of ten. I'm still like not sure about that score. Like part of me is like, should I have gone lower? Should I have gone higher? But because review events are so awful, it was really mm-hmm. hard for me to figure it out. But um, I highly recommend it. Open world RPG where the combat is actually good for, yeah. I think, the first time. I think it's a really, really good yeah, game. We I also love- have the dumbest Let's Play ever 
up of that on youtube.com slash IGN Beyond right now. I think that's like one of my proudest edits yet. Assassin's Did you Creed watch Oranges? It? I haven't watched that yet. You have to. It's even yeah. just in like the first like... 15 seconds yeah. has a or I did this really dumb photoshop that I put into it that I like just and I put a the eagle scroll sound in it and Marty oh, was good. sitting next to me while I was doing this photoshop and he was like man these are fine when you upload them but watching you do it is real dumb I was yeah. like yeah, yeah. I cannot it's wait good. to see that yeah it's go really check good. that out also again. we say weird things when we play games and we call animals by names that they aren't yeah well this week we're doing a, a Bubsy let's play so check that what out what could go wrong Ooh, that's right yeah, those last plays are real off the rails, but they're very, very, very proud of them. Right. So, yeah, yeah, Woolies are back them. at it. I think they're very funny. Yeah, again, that's youtube.com slash IGN Beyond. Uh, we are about to break into rapid fire. We're going to talk more about uh, your weird off-topic questions. So if you want to hear us goof around and be our dumb old selves, uh, go subscribe to that channel and check out the stuff over there. Um, one last question before we depart. Um, Thyhenen92, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just words. Uh, <laughs> how does IGN coordinate between countries? Sometimes reviews are contributed by your Australian or British offices. I wonder how does this come together? Well, the really easy explanation is IGN.com is uh, the U.S. offices for San Francisco and L.A. and then the U.K. and Australia. We all published IGN.com. There are a bunch of other global sites, which is like Spain and Italy and Benelux and Japan and Sometimes so many others. totally separately. And those are 100% separate from us. They those do their are, own reviews. They have, they have their own scores. Effectively yeah. franchised. Yeah, exactly. if, you go, if you go to IGN or if you go to Metacritic, you see IGN Italy will always have a different score than us. Yeah. And we're lucky enough to collaborate with those teams a lot at international events especially. But like their reviews have nothing to do with our reviews. But in the example he mentions, uh, or she, Australian British offices, those are IGN. Mm-hmm. So like the Australian reviews, the British reviews, those are IGN's reviews. Yeah, so I put this in there because of um, like Dan reviewed Wolfenstein, I reviewed Assassin's Creed Origins, and then we also had Ryan review Super Mario Odyssey all on the same day, which is like one of the, I kind of think a rare instance where it was all US office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out that the UK actually had Mario before us anyway. Yeah. So it was like they could have done it. And a lot of the time they were getting Bethesda games before us. So I believe that Australia reviewed like the, the Dishonored 2, I think, was uh, Lucy, Lucy, and then, they did and then Doom, Doom was year. Job. So it yeah. was like, we basically just, A, uh, we have a doc where you fill out the games you're interested in, and then it depends on who has time when mm-hmm. the game is coming out or when we get code, and sometimes which office gets it first. But it's basically like, he just looks at the pool of people and it's like, hey, we got code. You want to review this still? And yeah. then it's Yeah, and there. that's for reviews. And then for news and features, it's a little easier because I think it's less of a time commitment. Um, but for news, it's like, if we know there's going to be a press conference at two in the morning u.s time but it's 10 a.m in london then you know the uk office will pick that up and so we coordinate in terms of like global events that way um but again still same thing we're like we're all part of the same team so like the the, in a perfect world everyone's always busy but in a perfect world it's a 24-hour news cycle because we have australia for eight hours leads into uk their eight hours leads into us and then we leave back into where it gets really tricky is when there are uh regional embargoes Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah. like, hey, uh, Europe, the review for Thor Ragnarok is good to go, but yeah. uh, don't talk about it in America. Yeah, it's because like, Thor yeah. came out like two weeks ago it's or whatever. The internet. Internet. Yeah. 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 It's the internet. Yeah. It's, it's, really it's a worldwide web. Yeah, but an event like Paris Games Week, like we covered the news from here. We did a pre and post show from here. Uh, the At Shadow s- of the 6 yeah. a.m. Yeah. <laughs> like the Shadow of the Colossus uh, preview was done by me, but then Joe Scrubbles was in Paris and he did the Horizon Probably Frozen Wilds. Horizon. So if you want to know about Horizon, since we didn't talk about it because there wasn't a lot we saw, yeah. Uh, Joe saw a lot more, and we have the full preview on the. And I assume we'll be talking about it very soon. Next week, yes, it actually is coming out. We'll have a let's play for that too. Yeah.
All right. Uh, with that, uh, you can find us all on Twitter. I'm Max Scoville. Alana is Charlanazard. Andrew is Garfep. And Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two T's. And again, check out that YouTube channel, please. We're just putting a lot of work into making fun stuff also, over they're there. they're not paying us to promote it. It's just that we like it. I'm no. getting lots I mean, of money. By you guys are getting paid? I mean, you're on the clock right now. I was, so kind of I, I was paid <laughs> by the awesome. Cloaca Foundation. Yeah, that's though. fair. That's fair. Stop right. talking about the Cloaca Foundation. To find out more about Cloacas, visit cloacas. Don't ever. Don't, <laughs> don't, even, don't even Google the word. Um, yeah. Yeah, so with that, beyond. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.